0: The other day, I was listening to the Knoxville radio station 103.5, and if you haven't listened to it, you should. George McFly does a hell of a show. Uh, he took over not too long ago, and I, I just enjoy it. I love his vibrance. I love his energy. But anyways, the chain by Fleetwood Mac was just blasting through the Jeep. I had my arm laying across the edge of the open window. It was like 64, 65 degrees, and just thumping my hand on the frame as I drove. You know, nothing was really coming to mind. It was just reliving through some great music. You know, music that helps you get through the day or overcome an obstacle or jump a hurdle or just, you know, get your mind into something else. You know, that feeling you have when certain songs, sounds, or old lyrics reach your ears. And it reminds you of a time and place that just had a good rhythm to it. You know, your heartbeat was great. Your mindset was great. You were just in the zone. You know, there's been so many times when that kind of helped me out. You know, it just picked me up, just got me through the day. I think it was around 2002, and I was working for the International Management Assistance Corporation, or IMAC, in Cleveland, Ohio, as the labor operations manager. And there was just one day I was sitting in the office. I was working on a manual for our teams and I had Fleetwood Mac CD playing on my computer. Now, it was an old style tower computer. You know, you had the little drive up on the top and you push the button, got it in and out and everything. And the next thing I know, Joe Scholar, who was the president of the company now, came in and a few others came by and stopped for a listen. And they would all guess as to who it was and what the song was. You know, and it was great because music, as do other things, bring people together. You know, we we get that symbiosis. We get that feeling. It's like, I got to be around this. I want to listen to that. You know, it, it's great. It is great for everybody. But don't get me wrong. I have been a longtime fan, avid fan of Ozzy Osbourne. My absolute favorite song by him is Crazy Train. You know, and that's my go-to. I also like 38 Special and the Scorpions, love the Scorpions and others of my generation. But Fleetwood Mac has always been the go-to when I need something to smooth me out. But don't get me wrong. They can also get me going as well. And that's something to think about. You know, think about the times in your life. Kanye West, I am not a fucking fan of him. You know, but one of the things with son number two is he loves Kanye West You know, I'm not a fan of country music. I'm not a fan of certain things. I love classical music. I love orchestra music. I love rock, old rock, 80s rock. The older, the better. And one of the things is because that's what I grew up with. I remember my dad's reel-to-reel, and we had listened to Three Dog Night, Janet Dean, The Beach Boys, you know, and it was just something from my time and my era. You know, and like I said, I never gave a shit about Kanye West or other rappers. When actually I did, you know, I Eminem loved his content. Don't like country. To me, country has a different effect on my mindset. It has a different effect on the way I look and view at things. For some reason, country music depresses me. I don't I don't know why. You know, I think even though the artist, except for you know, there's a tear in my beer. Fuck that. That's one of the most ridiculous things I ever heard. But you know what's great? If we listen actively, like we do when we communicate with others, people that have had that experience in their life, they're going to be, it's going to be relatable. And people that listen to country music, you know, they're more of a setback. I'm not going to say beer drinking, redneck thing, because to me, a redneck's a farmer. You know, our sons get Gets beating down on the neck, you're out there, you're doing your thing, you're doing it great, you're doing it to the best of your ability. <laughs> you know, so it's not fair to stigma uh ties anybody and say, oh, this particular group listens to this, this particular group listens to that. That's bullshit. They listen because of familiarities. They listen because there's something that's relatable to their life, to their views. You know, just like, you know, people choose Democrat, Republican, you know, all these different things because it fits with what's in their heart and mind. You know, like I said in the previous podcast, nobody is born with hate, anger, futility, any type of rampant emotion. Maybe they are in some cases. I'm one to firmly believe that we can live more than once. And people are like, you know, that's bullshit. No, no. Energy doesn't die. The body dies. The memories go with the body. The memories that were assigned to that brain that went through that uh, prefrontal cortex or through that limbic system or through that body. So the energy possibly can transfer to another birth, to another baby. You don't have the memories because that belonged to that last body. But there's some people, it's been, I'm not going to say proven, but there's been stories where people were like, we used to live in this house, we did this, we did that. And people would research it and find that family lived there. That family did this. This father did that. How in the hell would this kid know this? There's numerous stories. You're gonna to have to look it up yourself. I can't remember all that shit. I'm fucking getting old. But there are certain events. Shirley McLean, you know, she she is famous for putting out that she's been around before. Why not? Why not believe that you could have lived previous lives? Why do we think that once we die, that's the end of it? No, that energy is still out there. The soul, the responsibility of that previous body, that could possibly still be wandering the earth. But the energy to create and to communicate and to live and love and learn, why can't I transfer someone else? Why is it? We just have one time. I don't believe that. I believe there is the potential. Just like, you know, I don't believe people that said, oh, UFOs and outside light forms don't exist. That's bullshit. Look at the universe. How is it possible? How is it at all possible we're the only living creatures? It's insane to think otherwise. Why would God or any other deity that you believe in only have one planet with all the universe and all the other planets and stars and solar systems out there. Why would we be the only one with living functional, you know, life forms? That makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. I guess Shadow had to put his two cents in by just barking at a completely inappropriate manner. But, you know, that's the way it is. Natural things happen. Natural things occur. But where we're talking about sensibility, we're talking about the possibility of, you know, advanced life forms or reliving again and again and again. I mean, think about it. How many souls could be in heaven? It's an infinite universe. We have no idea. But the possibilities exist. Think about just going into Lowe's or Home Depot. Go to the paint section. Now, this may sound like an odd way to approach this and to address this, but look at the variety of colors. Look at the variety of animals out in the you know, just the general area. Look at the different types of plants. So you can imagine while you're driving, while you're listening, there is such a diverse and expansive life around us. Don't limit yourself. Don't say, well, this can only exist because that's all I can prove. This only exists because that's all I've ever seen. That's bullshit. Life the potential for life, the potential for other lives. You got to think about it like this. Anything is possible. The only thing holding you back is your brain. The things that you want to accept. The things that you think are real. The things that you think are tangible. You know, and that's where so many people get into a fight or a disagreement. The way they were raised, like I said, no one's raised with hate, discontent, any type of malice or racial issues. It's something that they surround themselves with. And whatever is reinforced by constant, you know, people communicating and saying, this is the way things are, this is the way things are to be. Religion, you know, everybody says, you do this, you're going to hell. No, if you read the Bible, only God can judge. So how can you say someone's going to go to hell for this? If God is the only one that says, hey, you know what? I didn't say that shit. That's the way you interpreted what I said when Moses took those rocks down the hill, right? You know, people interpret things because it gives them comfort. It makes sense to them. And just like I said, Fleetwood Mac, Ozzy Osbourne, 38 Special, Scorpions, that music makes sense to me because at times in my life, I have found where it fit and it made me prosper and it made me, you know, just, I don't know, more alive or feel alive or feel something. We don't want to take away from somebody else by saying our thoughts, our, you know, images of something. That's the only thing that's tangible. That's the only thing that's real because we didn't live their life. Think about the friends you have right? You met some of them in school. You met some of them at work, but your true friends, the ones that really fit you are the ones that you don't see every day that will call you up and say, Hey, asshole, what are you doing? Well, I haven't heard from you in five years. And it's like, well, you didn't have anything really to say. So what's going on? You know, those are the ones you hold on to. Some of you maintain friendships and relationships because you see them on a daily basis. But a true friend to somebody I haven't seen, like one of my best friends, Gene Hemphill, God, God bless, he's dead now. You know, I wouldn't see him for a while. And when I moved up to Cleveland, I was working for, you know, IMAC. I was having a bad time with my PTSD and I just reached out to him. Next thing I knew, that son of a bitch drove 12 hours to come see me. Packed his shit up in uh, lower Georgia, came up there and said, what do you need? I, and I said, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to vent. I wanted to talk to you. You know, we, we had this going on. He said, let start talking. Didn't say a word after that. Let me vent. He said, that's all you got? I said, yeah. He goes, okay. What are you cooking for supper? What are we doing next? When we look at our lives, when we look at previous lives, when we look at things for the future, again, we surround ourselves with what makes us comfortable. Our beliefs, our ideals, our friends, the things that, you know, we think are going to benefit us, but we don't always need to have benefit. Sometimes we just have to have that ability to look different, to receive different, to take in different information, different music. Like I said, I don't like country, but on occasion, there will be a tempo or a beat. My wife will be playing something. I really enjoy it because it makes me think of my home in Montana, time I spent on Guam working out on the ranch, you know, picking pineapples, uh, weaving up beans on nets my time here in Tennessee when I was out at Nolichucky Bluffs and Pam and her family had the gardens and things. Things that brought harmony to me. Harmony has to come from within. And we, we suddenly block so much stuff, right? Because like I said, I didn't like Kanye West. If I heard bitches do this or motherfuckers do that, I blocked it out. I didn't put myself in the mindset of the people that listen to it now and say, that's right, man, this is what I went through. Here's what I went through with my friends. Here's what I went through with my girls. And you're the one that understands me. When we get back, let's talk about changing our mindset. Let's talk about doing some of the little things that's gonna make our lives better. You know, we can't judge somebody, again, based off our personal things. We have to accept them for what they are we have to accept the conditions and acknowledge they exist for what they are because we're going to be biased. And with bias, we're going to miss out on life. And we'll get back to that in just a moment.
1: Alan Wofford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produces constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling, nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site.
0: Stop the search for something intellectual and fulfilling. You've tuned into the diary of a bald man. And there is no going back. Let the moaning, groaning, and bitching begin in five, four, three, two, one. And we're back, thank you. So, hey sinners, welcome to the shit show. You're listening to Alan Wolford on Diary of a Bald Man. So let's get into this. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, the way we think, the way we approach things, Uh, things can and can't exist because of our current mindset. And again, you know, people are not born with hate. They're not born with knowledge. They're not born with understanding. But let's take even a step back. Let's go back just a little bit. Think of the Wright brothers. So the Wright brothers came up with the idea that man can fly, right? So they went out to Kitty Hawk. They designed their aircraft and it flew. So what inspired them to fly? What got into their head? Hey, we should be able to do this. Now there's hieroglyphics all over the world. There's paint drawings, there's cave drawings, there's, you know, carved stone entities that show, you know, aircraft of various types or what's conceived or perceived to be an aircraft or spacecraft or, you know, astronauts. They didn't see that. They don't have access to Google like we do. They didn't have Encyclopedia Britannica as we do now. Maybe the concept came to them. And when we talk about conceptualizing, think of this. Have you ever heard of the Chronicles of Narnia or the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? All it took to get to Narnia was to open the closet and to step through. What if you could train your mind to do that? What if you could say, I want to elevate to the next level. I want to go to the next level of experience, the next level of feeling, the next level of love, the next level of accomplishment. It's possible. If you can conceptualize it and you can say, this can be done, it's going to be done. It may not be in your lifetime, but you may be the catalyst. You may be the light on the end of that candle that gets that idea burning. I mean, think about all the possibilities. The Wright brothers did not know that flying along that beach, that short span of time, that it would lead to propeller-driven aircraft, then to jet engines, then going into the space shuttle and other aircraft that we fly in, right? Now, a lot of people have visualize that, hey, you know what? We've got alien technology because we advanced so quickly. How did we get these chips? How did we get the ideas for computers? Where did this come from? It came from people like you and I. Yeah, you. Look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, what ideas have you had in the span of your life that you saw appeared somewhere else? You know, it may have been something small. Hell, it may have been just that little thing that rolls hot dogs back and forth, you know, at the pilot gas station that turns the hot dogs. What if you had something else, you know, a a machine or a concept or an idea and you said, hey, this could be something that would work. You didn't know how to develop it further. So it took somebody else. It took, you know, reaching out to somebody, an engineer or an electrician or something. How do I make this work? How do I get this rheostat to adjust the lights? How do I make the light bulb that will change the brilliance or the lumens based off how I turn this? It's opening your mind. It's putting to paper the things that are possible. Anything is possible anything. You know, like I said, when we're born, we're not born with knowledge, hate, love, lust, any of these things. It's our environment. So if you take your environment and you remove all the negative stuff, let's just talk about social media, right? So social media, I'm not saying that this generates, you know, idle hands and idle minds. It does. There's all kinds of studies that said people stop thinking because where we have so many computers and we have access to instantaneous information, whether it's through Dogpile, Google, whatever, we don't research like we used to. We don't sit down with a book in our hand and have that tactile response as we flip a page and you know we have low light and we're trying to go down and memorize things. We don't have that. Think of the day you know our grandparents my myself included when we were younger you know to come up with certain types of mathematical computations you had to sit there and press these buttons and then pull a handle and it, it lined these numbers up right then you'd have to get the square root then you had to do this now you can push a button on your phone and say what well, is 2 times 2 you don't have to memorize anything how are you going to develop If you don't take the time to learn something in a process, you know, you can have the greatest idea in the world. You can, and you have, and you will again. But when you look at something, you're going to say, oh, somebody else came up with something, you know, that's similar to mine. Fuck them. Do it better. Take your idea. Find the people that can make it happen. You know, one of the things that happens to so many people, If you look, there's all these different ads and social media and stuff that says, hey, make money on the side, do this, do that. And it's a great idea if you're bent up on that much money. Money is not going to make you happy. You can't take it with you when you die. When you do die, the people left behind are going to fucking fight over it. They're going to want to split your shit up. You're going to be forgotten, but your assets and all the pros that you left behind, they're going to want to divvy up like carnivores. You know, hey, that cow's down. I want the ribeye. I want this. I want that. That's all you are. You're just a fucking cow. And I'm a cow. When I die, I don't want to have shit. I want to do just like my wife said. We're going to sign this to Cameron. We're going to sign this to my other son, Skylar. We're going to sign this to the girls. Other than that, you can't take it with you. So why leave those ideas inside your head? Put them to paper, put them out there. If you can't develop it, find somebody that can. That's going to be your legacy. But how do we get to things like that? We have to change our habits, right? Anything is possible. Narnia is possible. You're going to walk to your closet one day. You're going to open that door. You're going to step in. Are you going to see a lion? No. Are you going to see a witch? No. But what if you could figure out how to bend time and space? What if you could do this? by getting rid of all the negativity. That's what holds us back is negativity, self-doubt. You know, you get up in the morning and this is something I and you are going to do together. We're going to think of just small habits that we want to get. You get up, you make your bed. You get up, you make coffee. But you stick to it. You say affirmations. Hey, today I'm going to do better than tomorrow because I love and respect myself. And you need to say that. Because your friends, your acquaintances, they may not love you. They may like you. They may respect you. But you're not going to give that love that people are going to mirror back, right? We've talked about before, if you get angry, you go into a group, they're going to see that scowl on your face. They're going to see the creases in your eye. And they're going to image, they're going to reflect that back. They're going to hackle up like a dog or another animal that's feral. And they're going to show you what they're showing, what they're seeing themselves. That's the way life is. Everything is a constant. So let's change that mindset. Let's get into, I can do anything. Set your habits. You get up in the morning. You know, there's a whole club. There's a whole group. There's a whole thing about the 5 a.m. club. I've got to research more into that. But you get up and you set up a time frame where you set 20 minutes for reflection. Oh, yesterday was a good day. This had a hiccup. I need to work on that. But don't hold on to negative vibes. You know, you're going to think Alan did this and Paul did that. And I could have, you know, went further and I could have done this, but you couldn't have. You know why? Because you split your time up from checking your emails and responding to people and you're not focused. You know, you grab your phone, you're looking for text because of that instantaneous gratification that somebody's communicating with you and you got to respond. You got to do this now. Focus. Focus on you. Focus on what's going to make you better. Remember, people can't love you if you don't love yourself. People don't respect you if you don't respect yourself. Do not fit into the herd, all right? Just because you go in the office and everybody's wearing, you know, Brooks Brothers or they're wearing black ties or they're wearing silk, wear wool. Be different. Be who makes you comfortable. But to be comfortable, you have to set up these small things that build you up get up in the morning. Don't waste fucking time. Make sure you get your sleep. Don't stay up all night trying to figure out how am I going to get more? How am I going to do this? Don't worry about getting more. Don't worry about bringing in more. If you put out the positive vibes and you start with these little tasks, like I said, get up, make your bed, get up, make your coffee. Next thing you do is you iron your shirt, get your stuff prepped, get your day ready. Get you ready. Don't get your company, your friends, your family, anybody else ready. Take care of you. You can't do shit else if you are not ready. You have to get your mind and your mentality in place. So get your rest. Get up. Do your affirmations. I love myself. Because if you don't love yourself, no fucking buddy else is going to love you either. They're not going to want to. Because when you go out there, you're going to say, Nobody responds to my Facebook post, my LinkedIn post, my Instagram, my TikTok. So what? If you have fun making them, throw them the fuck out there. People will find it when they're supposed to. If you have an idea or a concept, put it out there. The people that will back you up, the people that are going to promote it, they'll be there when it is time to go. But you have to be prepared. So like I said, get up. Set up little habits. Don't make something big. Say, well, I'm going to run five miles every week. No. If you walk a half mile, you're doing good. You're building yourself up. Then you say, hey, let me extend this to three quarters of a mile. Next thing you know, you're doing 10 miles. And it's like, holy shit, baby steps. Remember, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. It's because when you take it slow, don't try and rush into anything. It becomes smooth. It becomes a habit. It becomes a part of you to the point where you're doing it so quickly and you're building, it's going to blow people away. They're going to be responding to you. It's like, how did you do this? All the time, all the time, I'm getting emails, correspondence, Alan, we saw the picture where you're 330 pounds. We see it now where you're 187. How the hell did you do it? It was not over a weekend, I promise you. I promise you, it took years. But I had to say, I love me enough where I didn't commit suicide like I was going to in 2007. And I listened to what was being said to me. It wasn't being directed at me, but it was being said to me, Ellen, if you don't make these changes, within five years, you'll be dead. Think about what you're doing. Is there anything, anything you're unconsciously doing that could get you killed, that could get you pushed out, that could get you removed? Develop a plan. I want to do this. Set the small habits, set the small, you know, progress charts and follow yourself. And if something doesn't happen, don't get hard on yourself. Who knows what happened with your day? Just say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to start again. Get up, make my bed, make my coffee, iron my shirt, pet the dog, sit down, stay off the internet. Stay off the fucking internet. Download a program like Headway, you know, and just read those small articles, seven to 10 minutes Get to know some more information, just get the highlights, think about that, conceptualize. Hey, this is gonna help me. This is gonna build me up. It takes one brick to start a building. It takes one nail to build a cabinet, right? So you only get one cabinet built in. But you say, hey, I'm gonna put more shelves. I want to hold more. I want to be able to give more and provide more when people come here. You can do it. Little steps, little habits positive mindset. Because again, what's going to happen if you're negative and you go out there and you're full of hate and you're full of anger because people didn't respond, they're not doing this, they're going to see that and they're going to get back to you. And then that builds up even more. Love yourself, be positive with yourself. That way, when people come up to you and they see that, they're attracted to that, right? Think about magnets, positive, negative, negative, What attracts it? You're going to pull in so many people with negative aspects and negative mindsets because you're so fucking positive. It's going to pull them in. You're going to build up actual friends and actual lifestyles and actual events that's going to be a benefit to you. And then when you tell them, hey, this is an idea I had, how can I make it better? If it ain't worth shit, your true friends are going to tell you that. And don't let that stop you. Say, that is an idea. That's something I need to look into. And I'm just going to get better and better. Take care of yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't worry about what other people say. Social media, you know, there's nothing wrong with it because I get into it too so I can see what's going on around me. Get the quick blurbs, bypass the bullshit, bypass the negativity, go through. I'll post some random shit. Hopefully it's funny. I want it to be funny because I want that person to start off with a positive note, a positive mindset. I want them to know that I want them to laugh. I want them to feel empowered. I want you to be empowered. You know, I love where people correspond with me. And they said, Alan, we listened to your show. We went in, we wrote a review. You know, we gave you five stars. That's great. You know, this year was, it, it was amazing for this show to be brand new, not having all the stuff that other people did. You know, I've got a wide range of listeners and people that listen in. So that builds me up. It feels I'm giving content or information that is benefiting you or developing you or just something you fucking want to hear. Whatever it is, I don't know. But I got into the People's Podcast Award. Last week, I've got one of the, you know, it's not a big thing, but I was chosen as one of the best of Dandridge. Because what I do is safety. I'm passionate, not about safety, not about OSHA, about people going home at the end of the day, being safe, not getting injured, looking out for others. That's where my passion is. I I could give two shits about the other. You know, I don't jump in and say, oh, that's a violation. I jump in and say, how can we do this better? You can lose your finger if you keep applying that much force. If you don't wear these types of gloves, that one's going to really hurt you. Give them options. I'm giving you options. It's giving me options. You want to survive the day? Don't worry about gloves. Survive the day by saying, I'm going to do this. I can accomplish this. I can do great things. You can't. You will. You are. Thank you for everybody that's listening to the show that writes the reviews, that corresponds. For those wondering about how they correspond, it's alan at mindconstantmotion.com. Or just go to mindinconstantmotion.com go to the comment section, hit a comment. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for listening. I love you. God bless you. Build yourself up. Start with your little habits. Now get the fuck out of here and enjoy your night. Thank you for listening.
1: You have been listening to Diary of a Bald Man. Alan Wofford has left the building.